It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today we're having a pussy party with Sandra Denise. She's a sexual empowerment coach. She teaches women how to reconnect with their sexual power and to use it to create the life they want to live. The practices that she uses and teaches have completely shifted how her clients relate to their sexuality and given them the ability to crush it in life, business, relationships, and from this place manifest incredible life experiences. And even more, Sandra is one of my dearest sisters on the planet. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thanks for being on Sex and Sarah Rose. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Okay, we're going to have our own pussy party here today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. It's so much fun hopping on here and seeing your face. Tell everyone where you're at. In, in life? <laughs> I, or I'm Stockholm in Sweden. Stockholm, Sweden. Okay. Um, yeah. And you, you're from there, right? Yes. This is where I'm from. This is where I live. Uh, Normally, I travel a lot, but because of the C word, I am stuck in Stockholm. <laughs> but it's a good place to be in the world right now. The uh, the the C word uh, these days has changed from what the C word used to be. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So. I remember when we first met, I was actually dating someone in Stockholm and uh, we had just met in the training that we were doing and we didn't end up connecting when I was there, but I remember that. I, I had forgotten about that until just now. Oh, I had totally, I didn't know you dated someone in Stockholm. Did they know that? I think you did because I think I remember I was posting something about it and you said, something about like, ah, oh, introduce me to like the good guys in Stockholm or something. <laughs> I don't remember exactly, but it was something, something like that. 
Um, Maybe you'll do that though. Maybe through this podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> I Oh my God. I actually had the juiciest date this week. And I, I'm so excited to tell you because I haven't even like told any of my girlfriends about it yet. And I was waiting for you. I was like, I'm going to tell Sandra all about it. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we met, we met online and I really liked how he was, he was direct, um, but not too pushy. And he was, you know, he was right in that, that good area of being like assertive enough, but not to the point where it turned me off, you know, cause there's definitely a fine line there. And a lot of guys miss it. They're either like not assertive enough or they're too pushy. And if they're not assertive enough, then nothing ends up happening. And if they're too pushy, then I get turned off and I just unmash them. Yeah, exactly. So he was like right in that good area. Uh, and we immediately set up a date for like, you know, uh, a day or two after we matched. So it was nice. I like to have that momentum. If it drags out, it's just like, there's so many people online. You could just match with someone else. You just keep going. So we ended up meeting up and had dinner and I liked him. And so we were, he was like, and you liked me. So suggested that we go somewhere else for a drink and like, all right. So we went and we just had like the best conversation, such good connection. I haven't had connection like that in a while. It's been a few months, probably like six months or so since I've felt good connection with someone like that. And so afterwards we like walked back to my car because he had, he was on a motorcycle and we like were making out by my car and it was so funny. I just felt like a teenager again. I felt like I was in high school and <laughs> he was just like, like touching me and like, you know, just, he put his, he actually like put his leg in between his knee, like in between my legs. And so I was kind of like grinding up against him and like, I, I came like right there. <laughs> Oh my god, isn't that the best though when you feel like a teenager again? Yes, oh. it's like the funny thing was he was telling me, he's like, you know, since I've been in my 30s, I haven't had an experience of like really falling in love and being excited about someone. And so he was kind of like closed off, you know, and and I was like, well, I love falling in love. I'm like, it's the best thing in the world. It's so much fun. I'm like, I fall in love all the time. Like, why would you not want to fall in love? It feels so good. And like, by, you know, a couple hours later, he was just like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you totally opened him up. Yes. So, you're going to see him again? I am. I'm going to see him again in a couple days. So, uh... We'll see. But yeah, I mean, I totally get that. It's like, as you get older, like you start to have responsibilities and, you know, you look at things from a different perspective with like more maturity, I guess, but you can kind of start to lose that magic if you shut yourself down to it. Yeah. I mean, that was what I was going to say. It's, it's also about protection, right? Like protecting your heart. You probably have had his heart broken as everyone else. And then you like, it gets harder to fall in love because you're protecting yourself. That's, that's what I think. Uh, and also not only like the growing up and being adult, but like the walls, you know, the walls that we keep up to, to stay protected from being hurt or, 
Intimacy is fucking scary. <laughs> it is. And I think that's, that's a big reason why people think it's hard to fall in love when they're adults, because it's more of a, it's scary to, to create deep, deep intimacy and to be seen, right? Yeah, it really is. That's one of the things we're working on in my men's group coaching program right now. It's called the Man on Fire program. And we're doing the five senses reality around being seen. And I'm like, imagine like what what is it like to be seen, fully seen in your life, fully seen and accepted and belong and to be safe, um, seen by your lovers, seen by your children, seen by your coworkers, seen by your parents, seen by society. Like there is so much power in being seen. Wow, yeah. And even as you say that, I feel like I even contract a little. Like, I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of being seen. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a really powerful practice to, to take them through, definitely. Yeah, it is. So tell us how you take women into a state of genius. Ooh. <laughs> So definitely, obviously, it starts with reconnecting them with their sexual power. So many women, as when as men, are shut off from their sexuality because of you know <laughs> social conditioning and all of the things, culture. And when we're not connected to our sexuality, we move through life kind of disempowered. I want to say. Because if we're talking about like Tantra or even yoga or things like that, uh, our sexual energy is our life force energy. And it's also the part where our creativity lives in our body. So that's why when you're reconnecting with your sexuality, you're also awakening your genius. I, I think that your genius goes hands in hand with, with your uh, creativity. And also, I guess... A state of genius is also to um, connect more with your intuition and to get brilliant ideas, <laughs> but not from a mental place where you like think yourself towards ideas, but where it feels like it just like, it's like a download. It just comes to you in a second. Yeah. Um, and I, in my experience, like reconnecting with your sexuality takes you more into your body and connects you more with your intuition, if that makes sense. Mm, absolutely. And how did you get to this point in your life? Well, as you know, we did the same <laughs> education. I ended up doing that one because I was going through some grief in my life. And I, I kind of came to a point where I was like, I, don't, I, I seriously don't know how to do this anymore. I felt numb and disconnected and I felt like I was like merely surviving. And I felt like, like this cannot be it. Like I know what it feels like in my body to feel alive and I can't live my whole life not feeling alive. So I felt kind of desperate and that was when our education showed up online and I was like, okay, this is it. Like I have to do this also because I love sex and it's a sex coach uh, <laughs> education, right? So that's why I jumped on it. And ever since it's been what I'm doing. 
and now teaching women how to do that too because i really really truly believe that when we reconnect with our full sexual power we start to feel fully alive magnetic and that is when we can start thriving in our lives as well and you are doing it gloriously and fabulously i love watching you it's so inspiring and one of the things that I am really just always lit up about when I see you and like on Instagram or in our group chat that we have, it's your willingness to go there, your willingness to be authentic, to go super deep into the realness, any pain that's there, any anger, any sadness. Um, and then like also experience the heights of, of bliss. And so I just think you're so amazing and I love that about you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I, I don't know. I think it's, it's just like, for me, there's like no other way to live in a way. Like I really, really truly believe that we are here to feel like that is the human experience, to feel it all, to experience it all. And even if it's like pain or grief or all of those things that we don't want to feel or that we would want to put in the bad feeling box, it's still a part of living, right? And, I've, and I think that when we start suppressing feelings and emotions, that when we start feeling less alive as well, I really truly believe that feelings and emotions is life running through our body with that said i am also a pleasure seeker so i always <laughs> go towards the pleasure side of feelings i prefer that <laughs> but i would never not feel the pain or not fully go there if it makes sense yeah absolutely and i think that's my experience has been that's the only way to really reach the pleasure because there's in, in Tantra, that is such an important aspect of, of our human existence is experiencing all of the different emotions. Like those, those aspects of you, you can actually find pleasure in the pain. You can find pleasure in the anger. Like you can have all these emotions running through you and there can even be pleasure in those also. And for me, that's what's been so empowering is just feeling that in my body. And it just feels so amazing to fully go there and like just the, the presence with it. Those, those emotions are so big and they bring you into the present moment. And presence, like being, being here right now, that feels good. And I think when we, we look at uh, some of these emotions that maybe they're not the most exciting to feel <laughs> or maybe not our, our most desire to feel pleasure or pain or, or even grief or shame or um, disgust or fear, all of these things. But when you become really present with them, they, they can be big teachers as well. Exactly. And when we become really present with them, we remove the story that we have around them. And it's often the story that actually creates the suffering in, in the first place. So that's why Tantra is so, so empowering, as you say, because it brings us back into the body, back into the sensations of the feelings, and we kind of get to remove the story that we have around it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So 
personal development work is, um, you know, it's definitely has been around. We've had the self-help movement and it's thankfully transitioned into the personal development movement. But there, there really is a missing piece when it comes to personal development. If it's not including sexuality, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, where do I start? <laughs> I think I have so much things to say about that. But I mean, yeah, to, to circle back to that sexuality is your life force energy. I feel like if we don't um, dive into that part of ourselves, we are missing such a big piece of who we really are. It's our innate natural state to be a sexual human being. We are born with sexual desires and then culture and religion and all of the things has kind of like removed that from our life experience or like shamed it and made it a bad thing, which means that a lot of people are suppressing that very part of them. An easy, exam an easy example to give is like if someone who, has, who, who listened to you to your podcast have had sex <laughs> like the feeling you feel after a good night of sex <laughs> or a good sexual experience like you 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 feel like you walk on clouds you feel alive you feel happy you feel vibrant you feel all of these good amazing juicy incredible experiences and feelings and emotions in your body right and the opposite of that would be to almost never experience those. I'm not saying that sex is the only way to experience that, but almost. <laughs> and like, for me, it's just such a big part of who we are and the human experience, um, both sex and pleasure. And to remove that completely or a lot makes, me, makes people feel numb, disconnected, not in their body bodies like they are not fully living because they are literally rejecting their life force energy not allowing it move through their bodies or to connect like that with another human being it's it's sacred right a sexual um, encounter with someone else or with yourself it's sacred and it's beautiful and yeah i think that's my answer that literally if you don't go there you are not connecting with your with your life force mm -hmm. that literally is like the beginning of everything like if you allow it to flow through your body you open up your creativity you can open up your heart you connect with your power so when i when i talk about sexuality and how you like can use it in personal development or or for empowerment i normally connect it with that it's our primal nature mm -hmm. right it's a primal essence to connect with our sexuality so when we do that we remember that we are a part of nature we are a force of nature yes and when you feel that on an embodied level like nothing can stop you anymore like for me, that's like real empowerment. That's real confidence because it's not a mental decision only. It's actually a lived experience. It's like you remember who you are. You remember that you're a force of nature. <laughs>
And when you remember that, you feel unstoppable, you feel powerful. And when that becomes an embodied experience, that is when you can manifest and create the life you want because it's a lived experience. You know that you're powerful as fuck. So why wouldn't you be able to create the life you want? Yes. And when you look at it from a purely biological perspective as well, like what are the two reasons we're here for? Survival and procreation. And like, that's it when you come down to it on that purely biological evolutionary level. And our sexuality, our, our instinct to fuck, our, and our instinct to fight, like those are two of the most oppressed and just attacked aspects of us. Like we're, women are just taught, you know, for early age, oh no, be a pretty girl, just sit there, be nice, let the boys take care of you, let the boys protect you. And like you're, you're fragile. There's type, that type of mentality that the women are, are given and with their sexuality. Oh no, shut that down. You don't want to be perceived as being sexual in society. We're taught from such a young age that that's just not acceptable and we won't be respected. We won't get a husband. We won't be accepted in society. We won't get a, the job that we want things like that if we express our sexuality and like it literally cuts us off from our power source when we do that and it's interesting now because i'm seeing this shift in society where now this is happening to men as well men are being encouraged to to no longer be in touch with their sexuality, to no longer be in touch with their primal instincts to protect and defend. And like, there's just such a, a move to, to really just disempower us, but like on such a deep primal level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Disempowering was the word that came to me as well when you, when you shared that. It's, it's, the, it's, yeah, our life force energy, our primal essence is take, kind of taken away from us slowly, slowly, uh, disempowering both men and women to be in their full power. Right. And then we wonder why there's no longer, like, why we struggle with attraction because <laughs> like, we're just dead inside. There's no passion. There's no life force energy moving through our bodies. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, don't feel it. And it's like, well, this is why there's so much that's just like layered on top, just trying to get you to be submissive, trying to get you to be just you know, a sheep that just goes along to get along, easy to manage, easy to control. And yeah, <laughs> scared, scared to do the wrong thing, scared to be judged, uh, scared to be seen <laughs> in, in that either surrender or in that power. Yeah. And not to say, I mean, I use the word surrender a lot of times talking about that on this podcast um, in a very, uh, actually very empowered way because there's a lot of strength in surrender. Like when you allow yourself to surrender, but I'm talking about like, when you're talking about cultural oppression and um, that type of, uh, mm -hmm. I guess I was, I was just using it in a different way, but 
I mean, clearly better sex starts with connecting with your own body first. And so like, what is, what would you say is really important if you want better sex and you want to please a woman? So talking to all the amazing men out there that are really hungry for this information, the, like, I love that the guys that um, typically are attracted to the work that I do, um, they're not the assholes that are just like, oh, I'm only going to fuck her for five minutes and then leave because I don't want her to fall in love with me. Those guys I have no interest in working with. But the men that are truly, truly desiring to rise up, to be a high value man, like what is important for them to know? These men, the good men of the world, the men of integrity and character, like how do they please a woman? How do they please a woman? <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's so many layers to this too, right? And everyone has different preferences. <laughs> but I would say that one of the most important things, as you mentioned, like starting with your own sexuality first. So if a man is in his body and really connected with what he is experiencing. And in that way, being able to like read the woman, not so much from like a thinking place, you know, like, what does she want? How do I do it? But more from him following his intuition because his body is now reading her body. That is one way to have incredible sex and be an amazing lover. And I guess that's what you're teaching them, right? How to like fully drop into their bodies again. And actually, just because we talked about it, I, it also made me think that like when a man is connected to his primal essence and his primal instinct and allows himself to go there without holding back and like fully goes into his like lioness no not lioness as a woman lion <laughs> so that she can bring out her lioness then that's pretty hot too <laughs> and that also needs a level of like um confidence to to allow yourself to go there and then i just have to add like obviously dynamic right we just would like i think that it's really important in lovemaking or in sex to allow dynamics like to shift and change to be fluid so that the lion can come out but also like softer <laughs> uh, moments as well but from being in your body and like owning your desire like not holding your desire back and allowing the primal primal essence of your sexuality to come through i think that's really really valuable and incredible for having better sex it really is like being tapped into that primal energy. It's just in integrating it. So that way it's coming from the inside out rather than like just this external projection with no internal connection and base. And like, you can really feel that in a man, like when he is connected to his cock, like, in the Man on Fire program, one of the things we're doing right now is like coming home into their cock, really feeling that that, that part of them is, is just their, their base, their, their home point, their, 
um, this place where they can expand and, and move from. And like that, you can feel it in a guy when, when he really does embody that. And it's like, ooh, I fucking want that. Um, like, oh, I like feel it in my body right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. And then also like the expectations and to, to be seen as the woman so that they it's very unsexy if they expect like a porn star or something in, in the bedroom or if they expect that you're going to orgasm within a certain amount of time or at all. So like being really present with the woman, like, like in the moment, being with her and whatever she is experiencing, not expecting that she should be in ecstatic bliss all the time, we're not expecting that she should reach orgasm, but just like, oh, like really savoring her and the moment and also like being, allowing everything, like allowing all of the feelings and all of the sensations and all of the, all of the things, not having expectations of how it should look like. And uh, slowing down is a really good part of that too, to slow down and be curious and open and explorative and even like start maybe to explore like things that you normally would think were shameful or something like that. Can you actually get turned on by it? So an openness and being curious mm. and not expecting. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I was having this conversation just a couple of days ago with a guy um, about how porn hit because he doesn't really watch porn that much. Um, and he's hid that he's noticing women that he has sex with, they're becoming increasingly more where they have sex like porn stars, where they show up in bed and like they try and have sex in that way. And he's like, it just doesn't feel good. Like, I want to slow down. I mean, he's one of these guys that it's like the, <laughs> the type that where all the women are like, oh, I want that guy, you know? But he's, he's like, I just, I tell them like, hey, just slow down. Like, you don't need to be so intense and aggressive. And like, let's just enjoy the moment. Like, let's just be here. But Porn has definitely impacted the way we have sex. And I think a lot of women, even if they aren't watching porn, they are having sex with men that do watch porn and they're, they're realizing what men expect them to be like in the bedroom because of this. And it's just not a fulfilling way of having sex. And I mean, some every now and then I'm totally down to, to have sex like that. Like I had sex with a guy a couple weeks ago and it was totally just fucking like raw porn star style sex. And like, it was, you know, it was, it was great. Um, but it's not something that I want all the time. Like at least a month went by before I even thought about maybe wanting to have sex with him again. It was like, but that's not what I want in my bed every day, you know, like I want to make love. I want to, I want it to be where it's seen and beautiful and it doesn't even always have to be soft. Like there can be the softness, but even just like the, the primalness and like when I'm having sex, like I did with that guy and it was more of just kind of like, 
just like go hard fucking it wasn't even on that primal level it was it was more of like a performance style sex and that's where what the difference is yeah and i i'm just making a wild guess here but it feels like then probably he wasn't that much in his body either which of course you feel and then right. it feels a little bit disconnected and then right. <laughs> And that's why we don't want to have that kind of sex every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think it's really something to look at in relationships. Like, how, how are you showing up? Like, how, how, what are you expecting in the bedroom? And are you connected? Like, mm -hmm. is there something deeper there? And I think a lot of what's going on in culture right now is people are... They're worried about, you know, lawsuits. They're worried about being accused of um, being sexual predators. They're, they're worried about, you know, being used by women for their money, having children with someone and then, you know, that not working out and there's big financial loss and emotional loss because of that. So there's a lot happening that keeps us from connecting from being willing to connect and what I like to play with in my own personal life is being able to really deeply connect with somebody even if it's not going to be a long-term relationship just because that's where that's where sex feels good and it's like if I'm if I'm having sex then that's what I want I want to I want to feel that and that's what I've encouraged people to to be able to do and to move move towards um just allow yourself to feel yeah definitely yeah. i yeah and that's what we talked about in the beginning that that's hard <laughs> for some people uh, because because of the walls and like protecting ourselves but like i honestly truly believe that that's the way to live <laughs> Like wanting to stay open, wanting to connect deeper because you're right. Like even if it's not going to be a long-term thing, like that is life. That is living, connecting on a deeper level, both with yourself and others and to feel right and not disconnect from those feelings. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Let's talk Pussy Mansion. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my, my pussy is very sad that she has not made it to the Pussy Mansion yet. Yeah. I, uh, my pussy is sad for your pussy too. <laughs> and I can't wait for you to come, of course, in the future. Yes, it will happen. I know it will. All right, so tell tell everyone about Pussy Mansion. <laughs> well, first of all, like Pussy Mansion is a thing that I've been organizing for a couple of years now and it's a place, it's a work vacation, workcation, where we get together a group of six coaches and we work, <laughs> we play, we do workshops for each other and um, I just have a fabulous time like brainstorming and like doing our work in a beautiful luxurious place where we can feel like goddesses and our inner 
inner child can come out and play too. <laughs> We're basically running around naked all the time, cooking together, working together, and sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've heard that some sex magic goes on there. Yes. So, I mean, we, <laughs> it's our job, right? So, so we do some workshops, as I said, and we guide each other through different practices as well, like breath work. And last year we had like a strip, strip workshop. So we're doing all of these crazy things, crazy things to get inspired and get into our bodies and uh, celebrate each other and all of the things. And <laughs> Both years, we've also done something called sex magic, where we get together in a group and we close to the doors and the windows and everything. We have like mattresses all over the bedroom and we get together and we do something called sex magic where you masturbate if you want to and you circulate your sexual energy through your body. And I think for all of us, it was a first to do it together with other women. We have been doing it in our like private homes during our program that we did together, but we never done it <laughs> with our with women laying next to each other like that. And it was fucking incredible. Like seriously, that our primal essence came out <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like we were screaming and the pillows and we were just going wild and it, the energy like I can't even explain seriously the energy in that room it was like if you <laughs> it was like I can't I can't find the right word thunders and what is lightning that? yes lightning thank you it was like lightnings going on in there <laughs> like it was insane <sighs> and yeah seriously it's like a one once in a lifetime experience I was basically on my knees crying and like okay I believe in God now that was my experience <laughs> so this dimension is incredible oh my god so amazing I mean the most powerful experiences of my life are so many of them being in groups of women like that like where we just come together in sisterhood and like our magic and our power and bring it all together into one space that's what I miss about teaching my women's group coaching program I haven't done that in a while and oh I mean it was like what you're talking about every week we would get together and like I would lead them through these practices and like so much transformation so much shift would happen in that place and like yeah. guys no women want to be able to express like I know you want this juiciness from them and they want to be able to give you this juiciness so first you need to step into to your own embodiment of all of this so that way they can feel safe to express this part of themselves with you yes of course of course like that's the thing right it has to be two people doing the work it can't just be one uh, at least normally one person might be the initiatrix or the initiator, um, which is good. But yeah, both people <laughs> need to connect with their bodies and their sexuality and remember who they are and remember that sexual innate 
primal essence that runs through their body and through their veins. And so that those two empowered, awakened, sexually awakened people can get together and experience those ecstatic moments. See, and I think for us, like we get so, we're so immersed in this world that we can start to kind of take it for granted, the type of sexual experiences that are possible. And then I, I'll do, you know, interviews with people who have had, have no idea any of this even exists that like any of this is even possible. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and honestly, like, I feel like I'm still at the beginning. <laughs> like, I feel like there's so much things I haven't experienced, which is of course like a really, really good thing. I always say like the best sex of your life has not happened yet. And it's true for everyone. It's just going to get better and better and better and better, but not by chance. You have to invest in it just as you have to invest in other areas of your life that you want to get improved. But this is the number one <laughs> area <laughs> because it's honestly like it brings you empowerment. It brings you happiness. It brings you pleasure. It brings you intimacy and connection. What else can you ask for in this life? <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So tell me about the game in your brain and the power in your pussy and cock. Oh, yeah. So I have a saying. <laughs> I go around and I say the power is in your pussy slash cock and the game is in your brain. So I talked about that a little bit when I was talking about um, connecting with your uh, primal essence and remember that you are powerful and you do that when you connect with your pussy or your cock, like that life force energy. So... If we're talking about manifestation, which is why I brought that quote up, it's about like what you believe you can achieve, right? Or believe it until you see it and all of those things. And so the power is in your pussy and the power is in your cock because that is where your life force is. That is who you remember who you really are, that you're powerful and unstoppable and a life force, a, a force of nature and all of that. And... If your brain is not on board, if we're talking about like manifestation, incredible, like manifesting money, manifesting a partner, a lover, um, incredible life experiences and money, you have to believe it too. So that is why the game is in your brain because you have to work on your limiting beliefs. You have to work on your mindset. And when you bring those two together, that's when you can become the creator of your own reality and the creator of your own life. And that's also why I'm saying that it's sexuality that is the missing piece in so many people's lives that work on social, uh, personal developments and stuff, because they're doing the mindset work. They're like trying to change the beliefs, but they are not working on embodiment. They are not working on like feeling and living their power. So that's also actually makes it harder for the brain to believe it. But once you have experienced it in your body, then your brain is on board. Then it's like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> because you have shown me through that and that, that it's possible or that I feel like this. And then the brain gets like, ah, oh, okay, I, I get it. And then when you start combining those two, that is when you become unstoppable. Yes. <laughs> I uh, love to remind 
every guy that has ever been a client of mine that they are there as a result of sex magic, pussy magic. <laughs> there was one point where I was envisioning that and calling them in and <laughs> letting them, uh, letting my, my vision go out into the world. And it is, it's like it, but it starts there. It starts in your body. If you just have the idea of, okay, this is, this is my desire. My desire is to really let people know about Tantra, the amazing sex that they can be having, the, the liberation that they can feel inside of their bodies, the freedom and the power that they can have. I can have that idea all day long, but if I don't feel that as a reality in my body, if I don't really believe that it's possible, like on a cellular level, then it's not going to happen. And so it's just, uh, that's where it starts. It starts in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I actually want to add something. I I really hope that most of your listeners can like relate a little bit to feeling that their power actually lives in their cock or pussy who's whatever who's listening, because like it, it is a big difference to feel that part of your body on a daily basis and like walk from that place, talk from that place, attract your like clients or whatever it is from that place, then just like connecting to that place like for 10 minutes a week when you have <laughs> bad sex <laughs> or like, you know, let's say good sex time. But <laughs> it's a difference to actually living from your turn on, as I say, turn on every day. Like, you don't have to be turned on 24 hours a day, even though I kind of am. But <laughs> like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the energy of like feeling your cock or your pussy on a daily basis and walking and talking as a woman or a man who owns, who owns that part of themselves. You send out a completely different energy. Like you start walking with your straight back and like head up high. And like, that is also what we crave from a man, by the way. Someone who walks down the street knowing who the fuck he is, right? Not from like, I don't know, stud kind of way, but from an integrated, integrated masculine. But like, no, no shame, no hiding. Like, we want you in your power. And... I think it was even before we jumped on the call, but you said something around like uh, a high value woman and a high value man. And that's the thing, right? We want, we want, I want him to be in his power and hopefully he wants me to be in my power. And if you reconnect with your sexuality and you own the power in your cock, (laughs) then you're definitely going to be a man who owns who he is. And who feel from a from a place of his body that he is powerful. That's what I believe. Then of course we want to add our heart <laughs> and like have an open heart and want intimacy and all of that. But yeah, those two integrated, like that's really good. <laughs> yes, it is so good. <laughs> all right, I have a game to play with you and grab my cards. Oh. 
So I have this game that I play. It's called Let's Talk About Sex um, from gamesforhumanity.com. My friend Erin Hickok um, has created this card deck. It's her intimacy deck. Have you heard of it before? No. Oh my God, you are going to love this. I can totally see you just being obsessed with it. Um, (laughs) So, okay, we get to pick a card and there's a different card color. Um, There's like card colors for each of the chakras. So we have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. And you just let me know which card color do you want today and I'll pick one. Ooh. Orange. All right. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let me find the orange. There's an orange. Okay. All right. It says, to me, sexy is blank. And you fill in the blank. <laughs> to me, sexy is presence. Mm, presence, yes. What is it about presence? A lot of things. <laughs> uh, first of all, it invokes uh, safety within me which of course makes my body relax and it's easier to surrender and I can go into my feminine if I feel like he is present Mm. the second it it makes me trust him because I feel like he is there versus not there (laughs) and the second part of that is that I feel seen that's really important for me to feel, to feel seen with the person that I with. So almost every woman that I talk to, um, that I interview or clients that I work with, they always talk about wanting a masculine man. They want to be able to relax into their feminine, surrender into their feminine and yet there is such an attack on masculinity right now. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I don't think, I think anyway, I don't, I don't have a good answer to that, honestly. I just feel that that means that all of us has work to do because it's not about blaming the masculine. It's really about like, I don't really like the word healing, but I'm going to, that's the word that comes to me, like healing the masculine and healing the feminine. I really, truly don't believe. And as I said, like blaming the masculine, uh, I think it's more about us coming together and supporting each other, lifting each other higher, integrating the masculine and the feminine within us. Because of course we have, we're all yin and yang. We all have masculine and feminine, feminine within us. So balancing that within ourselves so that it can be balanced on a collective level mm-hmm. it, re- it really breaks my heart when i hear women uh, talk badly about the masculine or about all the men in the world <laughs> are shit i truly do i truly don't believe that and uh, for me it's like it's not the m- men per se that created the patriarchy it is created and both men and women are suffering. We cannot blame (laughs) all of our men in the world, fathers and brothers and partners and past lovers and, you know, for the shit that is happening (laughs) in the world. Um, The men, the good men 
and the good woman, women wants the world to be a better place and are doing the work. And I think we're meant to do it together. I 100% agree. It's, it is, I mean, I see men so caged in by patriarchy. They're yes. not able to express themselves. They're not able to live the lives that they want to live either. And yes, there's horrendous things that have happened to women and still do happen to women because of patriarchy, but it is not because of all the men that are currently here right now. There are a lot of really good men out there. Yes. Yes. I don't think we can walk around and hate all of the men. <laughs> At least I don't want to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. I totally hear you on like that they are suffering too. And like, uh, things are changing though. You are doing this podcast <laughs> and I'm doing my work. Like there's so good, so many good things happening and shift is happening too. And so many people are willing and ready to do the work. Yeah. I wonder, like, I just think to myself, maybe I only hang out with really empowered people. And that's why that's the message that I'm getting, <laughs> which is different from the cultural message, you know, <laughs> because like the, the articles that I get sent and, uh, you know, to comment on and things like that. I'm just like, what, like, how is this stuff even existing in the world? How's this even going on? It's so, so ugly and bad. And like, it just, uh, it's not the world that I live in. Like I live in a, oh, I feel like there's so much amazingness. <laughs> the people that I interact with are, are just lit up and, and doing exciting, incredible things. And like, I, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting it's because the power is in your pussy and the game is in your brain and you're doing it. <laughs> doing it. Just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and empowered people empower people. And when I see people trying to bring others down for their game, for their gain, whether it's a man or a woman, I see a disempowered person. I see somebody that is insecure inside and that is really hurting. And that's why they're trying to, to bring others down. And that's an unfortunate um, reality in that's happening in the feminist movement right now. There's a lot of that, a lot of women trying to compete with men, attack men. And I say this as someone who has for a long time been a feminist, you know, very female empowered person. But what I, I see in a lot of my sisters out there makes me sad you know, it's like, that's not, that's not the kind of feminist I want to be. I want to be the, the type of feminist that's like, yes, we are deserving of equal pay and equal rights. Like, you know, I should be able to fucking vote. Like, why is that even an, a thought or an issue? But from that place, like also bringing men up with me, like, I don't want to be in a world where there's strong women and weak men. That does not make pussy happy. <laughs> no, that, no, it doesn't. <laughs> totally agree. 
<laughs> I told the guys in the Man on Fire program something about that last night, and we were, I was like, I was like, look, if this continues, we're gonna like all be lesbian before we know it, and uh, <laughs> make a lot of unhappy women because there are a lot of us that really like dick. <laughs> so thank you all for doing this work. He's <laughs> more empowered cock, so we can keep having our cocks everywhere. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Can we do another question? Yes. All right. What color this time? Um, I guess purple. And there's a purple. All right. To me, monogamy means blank. What does it mean to you? <laughs> Um, to me monogamy means um, I mean it's an idea <laughs> it's an idea and you can choose the meaning of it if it's I don't I don't say it's the right or the wrong thing I say that if you, if you want it you can choose it and if you don't want it you don't have to do it <laughs> I don't think that from the beginning of the world <laughs> that we were meant to be monogamous. But I can also see that it's beautiful. Um, yeah, anyway, that's a long answer, but that's where, I'm at. that's where I'm at. I don't think it's either bad or wrong, right or, uh, yeah. So bad or wrong, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and... I think it's kind of beautiful if you choose it from an empowered place and if it feels good for you to do it and but I don't think that it's our natural state <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you read the book sapiens not sapiens but the sex at dawn have you read mm -hmm. that one mm -hmm. yeah they talk about that yeah, they do. Um, he talks about it in Sapiens also, and I actually like, I feel like it's a, a better discussion of it uh, in Sapiens, even than in Sex at Dawn. And he talks about how the tribes originally had um, different, different ways of going about uh, their relationships, and some of them were more monogamous some of them were more polyamorous or polygamous so we don't really know like which genes were passed down to us but but even from the beginning like we've created our own reality in in terms of relationship as well and a thing i love about sapiens is he talks so much about how the stories that we live our lives by as humans. And it's just like, we just create stories over and over. And, you know, I think from, from a biological perspective, it definitely is in our best interest to have sex with a lot of different people and have a lot of different opportunities for the, the best results for our offspring, things like that. So there's like reasons for it uh, biologically to be open um, sexually in that way. But the, the stories that we, we create around it are, uh, are, are what guide us, you know, and, and we can create a story that says like, this is 
empowering and this is disempowering and this is right or this is wrong or good or bad. But ultimately it's like, what, what life do you want? You know, how do you want to go through your days? Do you feel best when you have like that one person there? Or do you feel best when you know, you've got several people out there and like what lights you up? What excites you? Uh, and I think ultimately that's, that's most important. Follow your bliss. <laughs> Pleasure is my true north. <laughs> uh, it's been amazing having you on. And can you please tell them where they can find you and what you are doing in the world? How, how are you working with women right now? Is it group coaching, private coaching? What are you doing? It's mostly group coaching. And I do two things. Either it's the art of living a turned on life, which is a six month program relaunching again in, in October for women who wants to reawaken and reconnect with their sexuality and um, learn how to use their sexual energy to manifest and to create the life they want. And the other one is pussy with dollar signs <laughs> and it's a mastermind. Uh, for women who wants to run a turned on business. So how to use your pussy power and your intuition and pleasure to make more money with ease, basically. So those are the two ways to work with me right now. I do work with men also, but that's one-on-one. -on -one. And then uh, you can find me at my Instagram, which is bysandradenise.com. Not at .com, that's my website. Bysandradenise is my Instagram. And what's your website? Bysandradenise.com. Okay, cool. Awesome. By Sandra Denise on Instagram, bysandradenise.com for her website. And again, thank you so much for being here. It's been so much fun just to see your face and get to connect with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love chatting and talking and laughing and all of the things. <laughs> and this pussy is going to be a pussy mansion. Can't wait. I can't wait. Seriously. 2021, probably. Yeah, 2021. Juice is flowing. <laughs> and that is sex in Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.